what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 59, volume 4 of the number one ranked podcast voted on by my daughters and my mom, ranked 103 by my wife. It's Big Fan. My name is Chad Easton. I'm a big fan of memories of turning 16 years old, which my daughter is experiencing this weekend, planning trips this summer after being locked down for 15 months, and last but not least, The spring reopening of Hickory Pelicans Snowballs, my favorite frosty treat. They are frosty and delicious. And I would have said I liked your wife's opinion up until that very point. 103. She hates our podcast. But see, that kind of chaps me a little bit because I'm going with not a big fan. My name's Hank Eimer, and I'm not a big fan of driving down the road and having to dodge large tumbleweed balls of pollen, (laughs) stopping to let – Stopping to let someone pass from the parking lot to the store and appear to walk slower and getting ready to enjoy a freshly grilled cheeseburger and don't shake up the ketchup, allowing your bun to get a bath in tomato water. Mm. Awful. Worst thing. God, I hate that stuff. Speaking of worst things. So we were talking about Pelicans. Have you seen the flavor list of Pelicans, right? I mean, everything at Pelicans is probably fantastic. They have. You know, I'm surprised they don't have ketchup water flavor because they have everything else. They have dill pickle. They have toothpaste. Mm -hmm. They have toothpaste. Can you imagine the combo of dill pickle and toothpaste? Be awful. I promise. My daughters and I, we go every Tuesday. It's called Tailgate Tuesday. You buy one, get one free. I didn't know if you knew if you knew that, Hank. But, you know. Didn't know so that. take advantage of it. Buy one, get one free. We want to go one day. And you know, since they're buy one, get one free, let's just get all the flavors. Dill pickle, toothpaste. There's some other. Uh, there's Maui Wowie that's not bought. Tiger's Blood is always a good one. Tiger's Blood. I've had yeah, that. Tiger's Blood's pretty excellent. But anyway, there's 82 flavors. Let's just go get them all. Let's just go get them all and have a taste test, right? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, I bet you the mesh would love to sponsor that day. If we could do a podcast out there on 321 on location, we could do it. Actually, I think the worst one would be if you had orange juice and toothpaste, because we all know what that's like. That's all. And you will introduce their new flavor when we do our podcast. It's ketchup water. So we'll introduce that flavor during the podcast. How about that? Soaking wet bun. It'd be awful. Oh, God. So good. So good. Well, buddy, it's been a couple weeks. You know, we uh, missed out on last week's podcast. The creativity. You're busy, man. Yeah, we're busy, and the, flu- the, the juices of creativity were not flowing within me, but now they are back after hearing some critique from our peers, Hank. So I heard some uh yeah i guess i would call it some criticism of our show and what i want to point out first of all to these people that criticize our is our show is if you're not stepping up getting behind the mic if you're not the man in the arena i don't want to hear you i don't want to hear your lip because what they do is they've got a lot of great ideas but when i say hey 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 that is a good idea come on get on the podcast with us let's do this together they kind of clam up they're not ready to jump into the arena hank um, no. but like I, no, yeah, we've challenged them before. 
No one's taken our invite. So um, we'll do our best as we do week in and week out to provide an, an entertaining show. And, you know, the one that they said was the worst was Taste Buddies. So it really hit deep in my heart. They were like, dude, Taste Buddies has got to go. So this, you know, I'm not bringing Taste Buddies home this week. We're going to leave it. We're going to leave it in the closet. It might come back next week. Shoot, it might come back in October, December. Who knows? But um, anyway, that's the criticism I received from some of our peers and our so-called friends. I, I was getting ready to say, we use the word peers kind of. Um, loosely there because they don't have podcasts. True. Our peers would ind- be individuals that have podcasts. True, true. This is the audience that <laughs> listen to us and have criticism. These are the people that bark the loudest. You know how that Absolutely. is. You know when you look at when you look at a review, the 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 negative ones get the most the, the you know the biggest voice, and yet they probably carry the the least amount of merit. I bet you I know these individuals that are making these claims, and I bet you they're terrible people. You have hit the nail on the head, Hank. You know these people very, very well. And yes, they are terrible people. So anyway, um, glad we got that out in the open. And buddy, so spring is here. Summer is right around the corner. And as as you know, um, as well as our eight fans who listen to the big fan on a uh, bi-monthly um, basis, I'm a big movie dude, right? And so the theaters, whew, they're opening the doors. The you know People are going back to theaters and the summer blockbusters or the summer popcorn movies, if you will, are right ahead of us, Hank. So I saw a, tra- a, a trailer So uh, for another superhero movie. You know, you've had the Batmans and all this stuff are coming out. But there's this one movie in particular of a Marvel superhero. She's a girl superhero who only has a gun, right? And her name is Black Widow. And I started thinking... What is so super? What superpowers does this girl have? She can just shoot a gun real well, right? She's not, I mean, I don't know really much about her her storyline. I guess we'll find out when we go see the movie in July. But, you know, to me, she is not the best superhero. She was actually ranked way, way low on the, the total pole of superheroes, right? So I started think I started right. thinking a little bit a little bit longer, a little bit harder. It was like, what are the worst superheroes of all time? Of all time. Sure, you can name your favorites, Hank. So go ahead and give me a couple of your favorite or the best. You know, the strongest, the most powerful, the ones that will whip your ass. Who are those superheroes? Oh, you mean when you were growing up, the Incredible Hulk was the dude. I mean, that guy could turn from normal to crazy in about two seconds. So, I mean, Incredible Hulk was there. Batman was pretty incredible. Superman was obviously a big hit, especially with his movies. So, I mean, you couldn't go wrong with any of those guys. Spider-Man started to get into it, but nobody else got any love. Aquaman didn't get any love. I mean, what was he going to do? What if you got attacked on the beach? Was he going to throw a starfish at the guy? I mean, he wasn't getting out of water. I mean, he could summons all kind of people he wanted, but no porpoise was going to walk out of the, the, the surf and start beating this guy up. So, I mean, really, what, what's he summoning, summonsing if you get in trouble in the middle of downtown Chicago? I mean, does he think the bass are going to come from Lake Michigan? What, I mean, what, what's the deal with this Yeah, guy? so Aquaman, not a really strong superhero. I agree. But did he make the list of worst superheroes ever? Let's find out, Hank. I'm going to breeze through these, okay? Really? Really fast. So number 15 is a superhero. She's at the Marvel Universe. Her name was Jubilee, right? I don't know if you remember Jubilee. She was an X-Men. She made it for like maybe two cartoons. Guess what her superpower was, Hank? She was pretty great at rollerblading and all right at gymnastics. And she could shoot sparklers from her hands. 
she could shoot sparklers from her hands. This is a 4th of July comic book hero. Does she only come around on the 4th? You know, so she can roll a plane around and light everybody's sparklers with her hands? Oh, my God. She couldn't let... She could leave the state line, the South Carolina state line. She wasn't allowed to go anywhere. That's fantastic. She rollerblades right across the state line. All right, number fourteen. I'm not familiar with this guy, but you know he's he's also a in the Marvel universe. His name was Mister Immortal. So this is what his power was. He discovered the skill after several suicide attempts. Um, hang on, let's let's. This guy's terrible. You know what? I don't. I think. I'm skipping Mr. I can't even see what he's good at. We're skipping Mr. Immortal. The next guy, number 13, his name is Doorman. All right. He was in two, <laughs> two comic books, the Avengers West Coast series. So what he can do is teleport, but he can only teleport one door. Like he's got to be standing at the door instead of opening it. <laughs> he just goes through the door. That's as good as he can get. He can't go like room to room or dimension to dimension. He goes, from outside the door, inside the door, <laughs> doorman. You, you build a con, you build a concrete bunker, and you absolutely destroy his superpowers. He's dead. He can never leave. So great, doorman coming in at uh, thirteen. Number twelve, cipher. What his powers were? He knows all the languages on Earth. What else? He knows all the languages on Earth. Give me an app. I can be a superhero. Give me that linguistics, you know, that, that one app. I'm Cypher all of a sudden. That is his power. He knows all the languages on Earth. What? <laughs> good, good job, Cypher. You can order us lunch in Italy. Good work. <laughs> Love it. All right, coming in at number 11. This was from the X-Men cartoon series from the 80s when disco was pretty big. This gal actually kind of looks like the first girl. Uh, what was her name? The one with the sparklers? Uh, Jubilee. Jubilee. Her name is Dazzler, and what she was able to do with it, this were her these were her powers. They were very disco oriented. She could turn sonic vibrations into light while she was roller skating, but could not fight. So she could dance, fight, and you know, like change the rhythms with her. That's her power. But she could only dance, fight. She couldn't really hit you. You know what I'm saying? Dance, fight, like when you're having a break. Breaking breakdance fight. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Um, hey, hey, I guarantee she was uh, uh, really big in the seventies on those clubs in New York City. You know, that's probably where she did all her oh, fighting. Absolutely, just uh, breaking up club. Yeah, fights. Area, uh, Club Fifty Nine or whatever it's called. All right, so this one is probably my favorite. His name coming in at number ten was the Gin Genie, spelled G I N. This was a drunk superhero. His powers, and I am not kidding you. He could only use his powers when his blood alcohol content was over two points. So basically, as his blood alcohol rises, as he drinks more, he becomes irrational. And then he can use his power. That's when he starts fighting you when he's really drunk and irrational. We know many of our friends who are like this. They could qualify as gin genie. You know what I mean? I was getting ready to say we could we could pull a whole team together of Avengers in this regard. I've seen this happen to you on daily on a golf course or in a tennis court. Your skills gain exponentially as the alcohol level goes up. Good point. Good point. I'd like to see the gin genie on a bowling alley because it seems when you bowl, the more alcohol consumed, the straighter the ball goes. You know what I'm saying? He's probably bowls 300 games. Yeah. 
Yeah, but we all know that there's that fine tipping point, and we can talk about this real quick. You know, when you're getting on a golf course, usually if when you hit about four or five drinks is when you feel yourself getting loose and feeling good, and that ball striking becomes just perfect. Yes. Then you get a couple more in you, and you get to a point where you get sloppy, your shirt gets untucked, your shoelace stays untied. That's probably where somebody in your party starts smoking. You know, it, it, just, <laughs> dipping, it just doesn't dipping work big out. amounts of skull. You know, they put that big dip in. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it, it, we all know a gin gene. Yeah, we definitely do. Well, let me ask you if you know number nine. This is the color kid. This guy hung out in the 90s with Supergirl and like Batgirl and Bat Little Batman. This is his power. He can change the color of any object, no matter how big or small. Hank, that's all he can do is change the color of it. So there's a tomato. Hey, instead of it red, I change it to blue. That's his power. What kind of power is that, bro? It's it's like he's a graffiti artist. I mean, really and truly, what else do we need out of this kid? A color? I mean, my gosh. I mean, I can't believe that Marvel... Do you know what? It, it, these guys probably had zero to pitch when they went to their producers yes. and they were walking in. The guy was like, what are we going to tell them we're going to do? I, I don't know. I'll think of something. They sit down at the desk and they're like, what do you have for me? And he's like, uh, the color kid. That's what we have. He just changes. They're making crap up on the spot. Oh, God. So like he sees a blue whale in the ocean. It's a blue whale. He's like, make that whale red. Now it's a red whale. I mean, boom. what's it changing? <laughs> what's it going to do? Color kid, come on. Oh, man. Get better, color kid. Come on, color The next kid. two make zero sense to me, so I'll just talk about them. Number eight was this superhero, his name, he made it through one comic book in the 1991s. He was, uh, I think he was maybe a DC comic book hero. His name was NFL Super Pro. He was based on the, it was a collaboration between the NFL and, no, it was a Marvel Comics. He lasted one comic book. His power was he got hit so many, he had so many concussions that, you know, he has this power, but it only came about because of the concussions he received as an NFL player. So the NFL spread the concept and nixed it immediately because they didn't want to talk about concussions out there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. so he didn't last long. Right. The next girl or the next person was called the Almighty Dollar, number seven, Hank. His power, he could shoot loose change out of his wrists. Pennies <laughs> and nickels only. Pennies and nickels. He's called the almighty dollar. I'm telling you, and I'm not making this stuff up, bro. This is real stuff. He came about, he was also in the early 90s. Let's move on to number six. This might be. I can't even, I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, I can't even comment on the almighty dollar. That's, that's ridiculous. Only pennies and nickels shooting them from his wrist. This is the one that you might like. His name is Stone Boy. All right, so. His powers, so he came from another planet where everybody were just like big rocks. And so I'll read you his ability. He was originally unable to move or stay awake while in his stone state. So his teammates would just pick him up and throw him at enemies or drop them on their heads or use him as a distraction. So basically his power is to turn into a stone where he can't move nor talk. And then he gets picked up like a boulder and hurled at somebody. How great is that? He's a weapon. He's a weapon. Stone boy. He's a weapon. He's a weapon. Could you, I don't, I haven't seen one Marvel movie where they're like, Hey, use me to hurt that guy. I mean, that's ridiculous. Stone boy. That's ridiculous. Yeah, he, he did. Stone he didn't boy. Make it long. We're coming down to the last five here. 
Hindsight lad, Thank this God. is the worst one, Hank. Hindsight, hindsight lad. He wanted to be a super, superhero so bad, but he wasn't very powerful. He was just really smart. So hit, uh, smart on a computer. His power is he is able to tell his team. He points out any tactical errors the team made after the battle was over. <laughs> that's, that's his power. Hindsight lad. <laughs> hey, hey. Superman, Superman, you shouldn't have got shot. You shouldn't have got shot, buddy. I'm just telling you. Wonder Woman, bad idea fighting the Hulk. Bad idea. <laughs> oh, it's so wonderful. Keep it up, Hank. This is great. He was around for he was around in the 90s too. He didn't last long. Number four, we'll just breeze through this. Uh his name is Bouncing Boy. His job, so he drank some type of plastic when he was a young kid, some plastic fluid that made him turn into like a super ball. And so he's able to inflate his body and turn it to a, into a spear that can bounce off of anything without injury, but he can't destroy anything. So he's just like a bouncing ball. You throw it against the wall and it just bounces far back. You know, it can't hurt a wall. It can't destroy anything. It just bounces around. You see, he bounces. Can you, can you imagine at the end of end game, you know, that the Avengers game end game, can you imagine that guy, just the ball, the inconvenience that the that the Avengers saw. This guy was just bouncing off people, not really impacting the right. battle at just, all, just getting in the getting way. Just the like way. I was getting ready to kill that guy, and all of a sudden, ball boy over here smashes into him. You can imagine I some mean, of the, the Avengers world? probably just taking aim at him, trying to like pop him, you know, with an arrow or something. <laughs> Get rid of bouncing boy. The next dude is maybe you'll like this one, Hank, because um, I know you like food, and this guy was called. Matter eater lad, his only power, he can eat and digest all matter. So if there's like a an, a, 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 a stone fence in front of you that you don't want to destroy, he can just go up there and start eating it and eat a hole into the fence or the wall so you can crawl through. He can eat anything and digest it. Can you imagine what his bathroom visits are like, Hank? Can you imagine? <laughs> Why would you? Okay, if your jaws were... If your jaws were tough enough to eat through a stone wall, why would you choose to swallow it? Why would you just chew it, it up and spit, and it, spit out. it out? Mm, great question. Like, I mean, I, I wonder if like midway through his career, somebody, his sidekick was like, you know, you don't have to eat it. And then it goes, spirals him into this whole thing with bulimia and, you know, just terrible eating disorder. There's the movie concept right there. You nailed it. I can't wait till Matter Eater Lad comes to the big screen. We'll be first to buy our tickets, guaranteed. All right, number two, Rainbow Girl. I, I don't. I still don't understand what her powers are. They say she is a mood swing prone superhero with the ability to harness the emotional spectrum. What does that mean, Hank? I am not quite sure. She's a woman. That's exactly. <laughs> I think that's what it means. She's a woman, uh, and I love our women. Yes. I love it. I, I love our women. Um, uh, audience out yes. there, but it, it's the the range of emotions. Yes, absolutely, and last but not least, the number one worst superhero ever. And all I'm going to do is just announce his name, and we don't even have to discuss him. But he was around in the 2000s. His superhero name is Arm Falloff Boy. Ding, ding, ding. That's all you got to say. We kind of know what his powers will be. His arms can fall off at any time. At any time necessary, and I guess you, his teammates or his friends can pick up his arm and use it as a weapon. The number one worst superhero ever, arm fall off boy. Wow, we got through it. Hank. Can can he choose? Can I mean, it, does it happen like if he was picking up like a pot of 
crab legs, they just fall off just with any type of tension they fall off? Or does he get to choose when they're going to, because it would really be inconvenienced if he had to take like a hard turn in his truck and they <laughs> flew off when he was mid turn and he couldn't, he had to drive with his knees at that point. I'm looking at the actual comic book excerpt from what he's doing. So he can detach his own arm, but he has to pull it pretty hard because the, you know, in the comic books, they'll have the words that make the noise like plop or pow or whiz. When, when he's pulling his arm off, it says, Plop, plop, double plorp, whatever plorp means. So it means he's probably pulling it very hard, detaching it his own arm, and he's using it to to uh, hit a cop in this picture that I'm looking at. So arm fall off, boy. Do you, can you imagine in Comic-Con world, if you came to Comic-Con it, as arm fall off, boy, do you think you'd get a good reception? Or do you think that people are like, you're the worst comic book hero ever created and you need to go to rainbow you and rainbow girl can turn around and walk out of the convention what would be interesting hank is i bet if we went to comic-con next year after all this covid you'd probably see about 12 arm fall off boys walking around i bet he's a popular guy you know i bet you know people dress up like this dude like this dude is the weirdest but i've got to i want to be him you know because there's some weird people out there you know so arm fall off boy. Might be the next big Halloween costume. I don't know. I might. Kids. I might want to see how much. There, I'm, I, I just googled it while we were sitting here, and there's an actual arm fall off boy figurine. And ne- by the next time we come Hit back it. to this show, I am going to research that thing's probably worth ten grand. Watch some crazed <laughs> yeah. lunatic has one of one, yes. and it's probably worth it. If ton. you find that one, also look for Almighty Dollar and maybe Stone Boy. We'll just have like that'll be our team. That'll be our team. Our three guys: our Fall Off Boys, Stone Boy, and uh, oh, you gotta you gotta have the kid that tells everybody what they did wrong <laughs> during the fight. <laughs> hindsight, hindsight lad, hindsight lad, gotta have him. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, anyway, yeah. you know the movie season it's right in front of us. I thought that would be fun to just go through. The worst superheroes of all time. Jeez. Yes, and wow, are they bad. We should have ordered more pizza. We should have ordered more pizza. <laughs> Thank you, hindsight boy. His dad's Mr. Oh, Obvious. Oh, God. I should not have drank that last tequila shot. Thank you, hindsight boy. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yes. Oh, buddy. So what's been going on, man? What's been happening with you the last three weeks? Haven't seen you much nor talked to you. What's, what's going down? I know we've been busy. You know, work's busy. Kids are busy. Um uh, just, you know, playing sports and running around. Uh, we were supposed to have a fun boys weekend this weekend, but um, I know you're going to be able to partake in it. And it just kills me that I can't go because we don't get this many opportunities to get out of town and be with each other and with our all our other buddies. But I can't make it. I got three other commitments that my family would not allow me to get out of. So um, I'm uh, I'm stuck, but I know you boys are going to have a good time. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. We're going up to the mountains to spend some quality time, I guess maybe on the river a little bit and cooking food, maybe playing a little poker, listening to music. Um, it should be yeah, a wonderful, wonderful time. The interesting thing is, Hank, a lot of these dudes that are going, I've never been on a trip longer than just, you know, a ride in the car to a tennis match or to go play golf, not for an overnight kind of stay. So it should be pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that they're going to come back and they're going to say, have you ever been on a trip with Chad East? 
And I'll say, yes, I have. You're you're a changed man from this point forward. No doubt about it. I hope they're ready, Hank. I hope they're ready. <laughs> Speaking of long trips, I, hope they are I just got back from a golf trip with my brother-in-law last weekend. And I'm not going to tell you all the ins and outs. Y'all guys know that when my brother-in-law and I get together, it's kind of like how you and your uh, brother-in-law are, Hank. You know, we're going to have a good time, watch a lot of sports, uh, do a lot of guy things, which that's exactly what we did. But I want to tell you, the end of the trip, so we, we finish our round of golf. We're at Oak Island, North Carolina, just a beautiful place. We've had two great rounds on Friday and a Saturday, and we're sitting. We finish our round. We're at the fire pit that's outside, and we just look across the fire pit. It's one of those big ones, probably about 18 chairs around it. And we see – and again, I'm very confident in my sexuality. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a male, and I, you know, I like the female race, but I also know when I see a good-looking guy. Like, Hank, I, I can tell you you're a good-looking fellow. So I know good-looking guys, unattractive people. I can, I can, I just have a good eye for it because I look in the mirror every day and I see, you know, this got this gift that God put on this earth. So I look across the fire pit and there's this dude who looks exactly like Leonardo DiCaprio, Hank. Exactly, and I'm like, so I nudge my brother-in-law. I was like, oh my God, is that Leo to Leo DiCaprio, but just maybe 20 years younger? And he was like, yeah, man, it really does look like Leonardo DiCaprio. So anyway, we kind of give him the what's up sign, you know, and he says, hey, what y'all doing? So we start chatting. And before you know it, he has a whole entourage of beautiful, beautiful female friends that kind of all come around the fire pit. And, you know, we're shooting the bull and, and just having a big time. And then we notice that they're all drinking water and Coca-Cola's. So they are probably about 18 or 19 years old, you know. But it was yeah. just interesting because they were really cool, full of energy, you know, just full of youth, you know, and just having a big time. But um, got to see Leonardo DiCaprio's doppelganger back when Leo was about Titanic age, like 19 or 20. So interesting, interesting time right. around the fire pit. Right. Do you listen? Listen, I, I know that you can relate to to male, female, young, old, um different, you know, different types of people, you're a salesman, you're a good salesman, you, you, you've you got good um, conversation yes. skills, yes. good conversation skills, you know, kind of where um, you can go with people. Do you think that that 18 year old crowd <laughs> were entertained by you just because you're, you know, you've got good uh, uh, conversation skills? Or were they like these dumb old men over here think they know what they're talking about? And, you know, we're going to have to tolerate that. I, where, where do we stand right now so with this, this group of boys? I, that's a very good question. I, I think it was a combination of both. I think at first they were like, these old dudes are drunk and why are they bothering us? But after about five minutes, Hank, and I'm not kidding, they really in, they were engaging with us. They were the ones talking to us. We were kind of trying to mind our own business. You know, not that they were coming over and getting in our conversations, but they would say, Hey, what about, have y'all done this yet on the island? So after 30 minutes, I feel it was a, uh, it was a relationship based on just not the old dudes being weird, talking to the young people. It was a combination of us working together to bond a relationship, to forge a relationship, Hank, to become friends. So we got their numbers. And next time we're down at Oak Island, cause they live at Oak Island, which was another weird thing. I was like, how many beautiful people? Can live on Oka. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, 
visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Island, it was this one dude, and he had like six girlfriends that were all friends, and they all were blonde head. They were beautiful, and they were all born and raised on Oak Island. So anyway, I've got their numbers next time. you, If you want to go down there with me, we can give them a call and sit around the fire pit. I got to tell you, that's, a, that's the strangest thing I've ever heard. That's, that's the strangest thing I've ever heard, that you would get their numbers. That That is the strangest thing I've ever heard. I hope that their parents aren't listening, because if I heard that, that you had, if Harris came home and said, we had the greatest time, we sat by the fire pit and these three drunk dudes were out there just raising cane. What? Uh, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave them my number for them to come by and to hang out with us when they got by. I would put a for sale sign in front of my house and move because I would think he'd be a serial uh, that's killer. That's pretty funny, but it wasn't anything like that. I said, and the people are with, we're down here all the time. Hopefully we can run it to you. Again, next time we're down there, like, well, here's our number. Just give us a shout. We live here. We'll show you around. So, you know, some things to do. They And also, we didn't tell them that we were 40, whatever. You know, I look fairly young. and My brother-in-law doesn't. He looks probably about 73. But uh, anyway, I think they were comfortable sharing the number, knowing that I'm not a, a serial killer nor stalker. But we'll see. It's probably a fake number. I'll probably call in as one of those, uh, I don't know, porn lines or something. Who knows? I, was there a lot of five five five? In <laughs> now it? that I think about it, why have, <laughs> I do see five 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 eight eight one one. I mean, I'm sure it's a number that I do not want to call. But anyway, that was a good trip uh, had uh, we had last weekend, and like you mentioned, we'll have another one this weekend. Should be fun, and you know, I'm going up just for one night because the big part of the weekend belongs to my daughter, who turned 16 years old on Sunday. Hank, I have a daughter that is 16 amazing. years old. I'm so excited for. We've got a big uh, trip planned. We're going to be in Asheville for some soccer games, and we're going to go tour some museums and all that good stuff. Um, unfortunately, she doesn't have her license. because She won't get her license because of COVID. But into June or July, she should have enough hours to get it, and then we'll, she'll get her vehicle that she can drive around and have the freedom that we tasted when we were 16. Um, that's kind of one of the things I said in our intro is, just the memory of turning 16, just that excitement once you get that license to say, all right, here we go. I've got it. The kid is legal now. You remember those feelings? Remember that day? I remember that day fondly. And then I remember everybody that I was, you know, I was older than everybody. So I remember getting it and then everybody calling my house at about, I don't know, probably six and they said, you pass? I said, yeah. They said, there's a soccer game tonight. Come pick, pick our asses up. up. Yep. So so we all um, got in the car and we went that way. So, yeah, I remember it well. But you know the funny thing is I was going to ask you, I've talked to a lot of parents, and they say a lot of their kids just don't have interest in driving. Now, does Olivia have interest in driving? No, nah, I mean, not the interest that we had. Like, we couldn't wait. I mean, can you imagine if your birthday was Sunday and you couldn't get your license you had to wait another two months or three months or six months. I mean, you know, that wouldn't set, sit well with us. But with, you know, Livia's and her friends, they don't seem to mind, man. I'll tell you one thing. I think it is because the only way we could communicate back in the day is we had to call somebody on the phone or we got to see them face to face. The only way to do that, if you don't want to talk to them on the phone, you got to get in your car and go see them. Now they can see their friend yep. at a touch of a button right in front of their, you know, right, right on their phone. So that level of communication has changed greatly. And so, you know, it's just not as important. 
I'm sure there's still some homeboys and some homegirls out there that want to get that license and get the hell out of the house that are Olivia's age. But she, I think she's excited about it, but she could care less if it happened on Monday or if it happened six months from now, to be quite honest. Well, you know, it's also funny is we have a lot of our friends that are in the midst of this, you yeah. know, the midst of their kids either have just received their car or they're in driver's ed and they're getting ready to get their license, whatever. And I think back to my dad when I was 15 years old and he starts looking for a car and he starts talking about budget in a car. Now, I'm not going to ask you what a budget is for your car, but I remember you could find a Honda Accord for about twenty four hundred dollars and it would have about 90 miles, 90,000 miles on it. And it would be pretty sure. nice. For about, you know, 2500 bucks or whatever. If you found a $2,500 car right now, it wouldn't have an engine. In it. it wouldn't have tires on it. It probably would have had the paint stripped yeah. off of it. I mean, you just can't find one. So, I mean, I, I, I hurt for you because, you know, you get, you got to, because now you got to worry about people being safe sure. and texting and driving and all that stuff. And, you know, you, you want to make sure these little girls and boys are safe. And so you want to put them in something because my dad would have put me in a trash can. He was, you know, he didn't care. He was like, we're just going to get you something to drive and you don't like it. And um, it's different now. Oh, yeah, man. There's no doubt. I mean, I, I, I've talked to other parents. So I say, so how do you really, if they're out driving, how can you concentrate on anything else just except you thinking about them being out there and what can happen? And they're like, man, you just got to trust them that they're confident behind the wheel, you know, that they're going to make the right decisions. And, and I guess that's just with life. You know, eventually you're going to just say, hey, I know you can do this. I believe in you. I know you'll make the right decisions. You're not going to pick up and talk on the phone or text while you're driving. You're going to follow all the rules. You're not going to pack 12 people in the car like we used to do when we were in high school. You're not going to drink. You're going to do the things that you're supposed to do. And uh, I believe in you. And then you're just going to have, I'm just going to have to go to bed at night, trusting that that's going to happen and that everybody's going to come home safe. Because, you know, think about that. I don't rem- I'm sure my, our parents worried, but you know, some nights I just wouldn't come home. You know, I would call or whatever, but they knew I would be spending the night out or whatever. But I wonder if they worried like we worry now. You think? No, no. And, and especially me, I was the youngest of five. My, I, I'm sure I went, I went missing for days and my parents didn't even realize <laughs> I was gone. So, you know, I mean, I, I don't think that, you know, we all used to stand up in the front seat of our parents' car when we'd go on vacations. We Did you ever ride your bike with a helmet on? Never. Never, never, never. We, I mean, we are so over, you know, protective of our children nowadays. And it, it really is a problem. I, all of us, I'm, I can say I'm at fault sure. of it, but um, it is completely different um, than when we um, grew up. Because like we talked about, you know, at, I remember at nine years old, nine years old, I would ride my bike to the center. No kidding. Yeah. You know, and that was two, two miles away or right. whatever. And it was on the sidewalk the whole way and it was fine. But there's no way anybody's letting their nine-year-old do that right. now. Right. So, no. Yes. Well, congratulations to oh, Liv, yeah. man. I hope she uh, she lives it up and she's she has a great birthday and is safe out there on the roads because I'm on out, out on those roads with her. And, you know, the other funny thing is now that these kids are starting to get their license, there's a lot of policemen out there that aren't in police uniform watching them. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. yeah, I might see them do see her do something that – I don't sure. agree with first person I'm going to call is old Chad. He's going to say, Liv, I got eyes That's on the road. Right. I got eyes on the road. Straighten up, young lady. Got eyes everywhere, boy. Eyes oh, everywhere. She's a good one. She'll be. Oh, right. yeah. I, I'm, it's it's exciting. I, I'm excited for her. And she is our number one fan. I think she's moved past Banks 
Lover and, and her friend Kayla. So Olivia's back at the number one spot. So she will be listening to the big fan so she can hear your birthday uh, wishes here, Hank. So very good. That's very kind of you. Um, I know when we were talking the other day, you know, speaking of being young, you were mentioning, you were like, man, do you remember? How would your body react if we did this like we did back when we were 17? Remember this conversation? Remind, remind oh, yeah. me what hey. you were, were saying. Like, what was the spot that we were going to compare everything to or the situation? Yeah, we were talking about physical aging. And I was talking about, like, it was physical aging versus mental aging. Because, you know, we we both feel like we're 18 and we're not going to get beat when we get on a court. but our bodies sometimes slow down a little bit more or don't heal the way they used to. But our mind also tells us certain things that we can't do anymore. So what I was telling you is if you were on a retaining wall and it was about seven feet off the ground and you had to jump down to a railroad tie, when you're 18, you're jumping off and sticking that with one yeah. foot, not even I'm worried that you're going to roll your ankle. Sure. We are now, I'm not going to stand on the edge of that wall because I get a little nervous with heights. Mm. Now I'm going to crawl to the edge. I'm going to, grip the top of the wall and I'm going to slide down until I drop about a foot onto that thing. Yes. Right. And it's more a fear of getting hurt, not being able to do the things you want to do. Then you can't play tennis. You can't run. You can't do stuff with your kids, but how quickly, what age does that turn? Hmm. What age does that turn? Chad, what age did it turn for you? The f- Oh, wow. What a question. So the physical part, I, okay, I, I got it. I've got a, something to compare to. So, when I got out of college and I moved back to Hickory, we were playing, we were still really competitive playing sports in Hickory. So I guess I was 22 to 25 when we could still play flag football or we could hang with everybody because we won the county championship two years. We could play basketball and hang with everybody. But I want to say maybe after 28 to 30, I started re- realizing my body was way, I, my mind could still say, you can get there on the court with a crossover and you could pull up right here for a jump shot, but my body would not allow me to do it anymore. I could get there, but it would be so much slower, you know, like nothing was as quick anymore. And then the other thing that happened is I started getting hurt a lot. Like I remember the last season we played flag football, Jeremy messed up his foot really bad. Roger hurt his hip. I screwed up my back. Will messed his ankle up like the whole team started getting these injuries that before we would never get injured. But just from playing flag football, the whole team got decimated. And that was when I was about 28. So that's when I started thinking, I yeah. can't do it like I used to do it. How about you? Yeah. Well, you know, mentally, you know, mentally, you know, that's a tough thing. I, I, I saw you uh, tear an ACL on a uh, dance floor before. So, I mean, you know, you got you to gotta take it easy. But, um, you know, I, I'm with you about – mid to like late twenties, 30, there wasn't a, when you're 23, there wasn't another 18 year old that you were smarter than them. Right. You were, you know, you get on a basketball court, the younger right. guy, then when you hit 30 and a 22 gets out there, that youth has got something to sure. it. That youth has something to it. So, um, you know, but it is all mental too. You know, I see a guy at the gym who's 87 years old. He shoots pool on Tuesday, his coffee club on Wednesday. He's in a shag class wow. on Thursday. He's bebopping, he's bebopping around and it's about being active. Yes. So, you know, I think it's funny how, um, you know, we all want to live in our past, but it's, it's about keep moving. It's about keep moving forward to stay young. And uh, I was just thinking about that the other day and uh, I knew that you'd understand completely because there's situations that I get in now that I'm like, 
man, I need to be smarter than what I'm doing right now because I'm going to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like the other day, it's as simple as this. This is a perfect scenario too. Just if I took it back five years ago, this is five years ago, right? So a ball, let's say we're playing tennis and let's say there's a ball and you got, I'm playing on this side, you're playing on this side. And I just saw a ball on your side. Instead of walking around, I would just jump over the net and grab it. No big deal. These days, I, if I, there is no way I'm trying to jump. Oh, and that was just five years ago, a task that would be an easy task right now. No, no, no. I will walk slowly around the net, pick the ball up and come back to my side. There's no reason to jump over the net, you know, no reason at all. No, no. And you know, during our clinics, there's probably two guys that like to do that. Right. There's two guys and I'm waiting for the day that they get that toe clip and they go slamming on their face. It'll happen. It's going, you know, it's going to happen. I hope they don't get hurt. I hope it doesn't get, they don't get hurt, but it's getting ready. No doubt about it. So let's keep on moving forward for sure. Let's stay active, but just not crazy active. Like we may have been in our twenties or early thirties, just smart active. Right. I like your guy who's dancing and bebopping and, and, yeah, dan- you and, and, you know, working out and all that stuff. That's what I want to do when I, if I hope shoot and pull, pull having and- a ball, man, having a ball. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's for sure. All right, buddy. Well, uh, talk hey, to me. on your, on your, on your big fan, the one thing that you said you are a big fan of is getting the opportunity to plan a big trip. I've been in the midst of the last, Couple of weeks planning two big trips for the summer. I want to hear where oh, you're going. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So, the the big big trip. So, I, we have a family trip that we do every year, uh, Oak Island, and with our whole family. And then the other big trip is my daughter has made it to the nationals and dancing, and dance. And so it's in Dallas. And so, unfortunately, only one parent can go. Go, Lucy. Yeah, Rose. She, Hank, can I? T- I don't know if I've told you this story. I'm going to share it with you real quick, and hopefully for our eight listeners, because I'm so very proud of her. So she has been training for a year, and when I say training, it's four and a half hours of dance Monday through Wednesday, and then when she gets home, she dances. It's like just a lot of dance, and so everything got canceled because of COVID. And so this was a year training without any competitions. Well, her first competition was about a month ago, Hank, and so. She trains and dances with the high school girl. She's in sixth grade, so she's 11 or 12, but she dances up with the big girls in high school. And so they do their routines, and she has a solo that she knocked out of the park, and they have these team dances that she – and I think there's two other girls that are in junior high. They dance with the big girls, and, you know, you know when you dance or play sports with the big people, it makes you better, and it actually gives you some confidence like, hey, man, yeah. the big people want me to hang out with them. It's can only make you feel good, right? So for a year of this, it's been going on for a year. So she gets to the first competition, Hank, and I'm telling you, as a dad, as a parent, you're watching her up there and the team up there, and you know how hard they worked, and to see them just triumph, and you know that, yes, they did it. I nailed it. You see how proud they are. So they start giving awards away at the end of the competition, and the last two awards go to, you know, the best dancers in the show, and typically they go to seniors in high school who have got a scholarship to college to further their dance. And so they announce the first mm-hmm. winner, you know, the, a winner of the scholarship. It's like you get to go to Nashville, Tennessee for a free all in, all paid for a weekend to dance with the pros. The, the pros come from New York. So these, you know, really good dancers to train you, you know. And so the first award, mm-hmm. first scholarship goes to, I think her name was Zoe, blah, 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 
senior in high school, she's going to further her dancing career up north in New York or something. And then it said the second award goes to Lucy Rose East, sixth grader. And so wow. Lucy Rose was looking around like, what? And I was looking at Jennifer like, what? So Lucy got to go on stage and accept the other scholarship. I'll, it was nice. crazy. So, Hank, this is the best part of the story. So, you know, Lucy's really, really humble. I mean, I don't know where the hell she gets that from because I am not. But she it's not it's your side, my side for sure. And so she was just really humble and, and her friends were saying, way to go. And she was like, thank you, thank you. So I said, I'm going to go get the car. So I pulled the car around and I'm I'm on cloud nine, Hank. I'm like, like, oh, my God, my daughter just did something that I never could imagine. I never would imagine in my wildest dreams that she would accomplish. And she did it. And I started thinking about all the hard work, all the hours that she put in. And I was just I was just full of pride. So we pull up and Jennifer's still talking to some people. And so Lucy Rose, I see her coming. So I, I, I said, I'm, I'm popping the trunk. I'm popping the trunk. So I popped the trunk and she looked and she looked inside and I'm looking in the rearview mirror at her. And she was like, oh, my God, can you believe it? Dad? She wanted to be away from everybody before she showed her emotion. You yeah. know? She was like, oh, my God, can you believe this? Yeah, I can't yeah, believe yeah. this. I can't believe this. Just so the excitement of a sixth grader, you know, doing what she did. So, man, I was like, get in the car, girl. Let's go get an ice cream or something. Let's go celebrate. So that's what we did. And anyway, so she's going to nationals in July. Yes. So she qualified her solo to to do that. So that is a big trip. So does she go by herself? Like by herself? Her team doesn't go. It's just so her, the right? Other girls, there's like probably maybe eight to 10 girls from her studio, the high school kids. And then there's one other, two other uh, junior high kids that are going down there to Dallas. Awesome. Yeah, so they're going. Who gets to go? You or Jen? Jen's, Jen's going. It's typically, we were going to split the trip up, but there was no other dads going and they're sharing, you know, the, some of the moms are going to share rooms. I, right. I'm not going to share a room with other mom, you know, it'd be kind of weird. But anyway, maybe the next, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah, hey, scoot over. <laughs> I need some room. <laughs> this is a queen size bed. I need some room. Scoot over a little bit <laughs> to another mom that probably wouldn't be right. <laughs> Hope we got the queen. <laughs> so anyway, there, there, as we Lucy Rose gets older, there's other national tournaments that are closer, like Nashville. There's one at Myrtle Beach. There's one in L.A. That's in two years. So anyway, I'll have my chance to go. But Jennifer's going this year. But the trip I'm planning, nice. we're going to Kiowa. A couple golf dudes. Uh, we're going, you know, the players championship is in Kiowa, the ocean course in three weeks. So we're going to October to play mm -hmm. the golf course and stay the weekend in Kiowa, just a bunch of golf dudes. And it, I've never been there. I've never played there. So I'm looking forward to that trip a lot. Um, and we've got some other little awesome. fun trips mixed in between those, but, uh, what you got, buddy, what's, what's exciting on the itinerary? We got to, so, you know, our big trip this summer was going to be Cooperstown with our yeah. boys and uh, to play baseball, but they came out and they said, if you're going to play in Cooperstown, everybody has to be vaccinated, including the 12 year old boys, wow. which it's not indicated for that. It's crazy that they're trying to make them do that. So, you know, it, it not every parent wanted to get vaccinated, let alone their kids get vaccinated. Right. So needless to say, we're, we're not going to Cooperstown. So we decided that with that same week, they had a week long tournament in Disney world at the wild world world Fine. of sports complex, not too far. And so all of our families are staying really close together in this comp. It's kind of like a, it's this, it's this gated community with townhomes, condos, houses, 
and all of us got places in there and they have a huge pool. Cool. They've got tennis courts, they got basketball courts, they got everything you need. And um, we're all going to go down there and uh, play baseball. And then um, a couple of us are going to go to Disney for a couple of days and, you know, do the park for a little bit. So we had to switch gears and go that direction, which is cool that we had enough time to do that because, you know, we weren't sure that we were going to. And then um, it makes it kind of tough because we do that July 27th through, Ju- I mean, June 27th through July 2nd. And then on the 14th, um, me, Reagan and Harris had already planned to uh, go to uh, Yellowstone. Oh, and so we're going to so Yellowstone sweet. for, for eight days and we're going to do, um, you know, everything from side by side excursions to rafting to stuff like that. And I've never been out there and, you know, know it's a beautiful part of the country and can't wait for it. We've been trying to tick off national parks. You know, we did Grand Canyon and kind of that area two years ago. And I'd like to go to Acadia Uh national park and do the ones obviously in California, but there's so much to do here in town. I'd like to try to, just check some off year after year. That's fabulous. That's my dream trip too. Are you actually, we were planning on to go in an RV and go across the country and end up at Yellowstone. Are y'all doing that? Or are y'all flying out there? We're flying yeah. out there. Well, you have to, we're flying, we're flying into Jackson okay. and then we're going to stay in Jackson for a night. And then we're going into the park, into the park and doing just that in the grand Tetons. Yeah. And then we're going to be there till get out there Thursday. I think we come back on a Thursday or I come back on a Friday. So, um, it should be a lot of fun. I'm, we're going out there with my brother-in-law, oh, which should yes. be interesting yes. in itself. So, um, it, but it'll be fun. We're, we'll have a great time. Oh, sure. you have to tell me all about it because that is my dream trip. That's what I'd like to do. Before the girls get too old to shoot, I mean, they're getting old. So I need we need to get this thing locked down. Maybe next summer we can do it. But tell me all the tips and all the good travel info regarding that trip, and uh, I'll take it to heart and get to plan something for us next year like that. Well, you know, I'll tell you a disappointment of it. So, you know, I'm a pretty cheap dude, yeah. right? Like I, I love, I love vacationing on a budget. And luckily our firm um, competed in this, uh, our, the, the firms, you know, there's large coal banker firms, there's smaller coal banker firms, and we won an award. We've won it before and they take you across the country, but really it's kind of a business meeting. They, they fly you in and they put you in a nice hotel and they they ask you kind of, what are you doing? So we can tell everybody else kind of deal, you know, let me, let, let's tell everybody else right. what you're doing, but they usually pick really nice spots. We've been to Denver, San Diego, New York. Um, and so this year they, they said that we were, we were honored to win again. And um, it's that same day that I'm leaving for that Jackson hole vacation. Right. And I was like, man, that bums me out. Cause usually this is a free vacation. Sure. And uh, guess, guess, guess where this one is Jackson hole. Wyoming. What? So, I just paid to go to Jackson Hole where I could have had a free vacation because they would have flown me out oh there. Oh, my. Is that not that ridiculous? That is crazy, you cheap son of a gun. <laughs> I know. You thrifty guy. You don't have to tell me. Oh, my goodness. Well, I know. anyway, just win it again next year. Maybe they'll fly you to Vegas. You know, <laughs> oh, and speaking before we get off, so have you – Hank, there's, I know you're a Vegas guy. You're a gambler guy. And we just like to have fun. You know, a casino just adds to the fun. So Las Vegas is opening up full tilt in July, which I'm not ready to go full tilt in a casino by any means. But if we can give it a year, there is a new casino hotel that opened up in old Vegas called Fremont Street. You know, the old downtown area. Mm-hmm. It's called mm-hmm. Circa. Mm-hmm. So one of our, I can't, it's, I can't, my friend in Raleigh or Hickory, I can't remember. Somebody went to it and was showing me pictures. It is the biggest sports bar in the world, right? And so the sports bar 
it's so you, when we get off this podcast, te- check it out. It's called Circa. It's massive. It's the biggest television screens in the world. And below it, it's that part is inside, but you below it, it's a huge pool, like massive pools with blackjack tables surrounding you. I, I can't give it justice. You just have to see this thing, right? So it's the biggest sports bar in the world that has an outdoor pool below it. So you can look up while you're in the pool drinking pina colada, throwing craps, and look up at this massive TV while you're watching the Super Bowl. I mean, unbelievable. Sounds, sounds incredible. Unbelievable. Sounds incredible. I I think the person that went there was one of our friends. It's a a, a coach here in oh, town because he was telling me a oh, little bit about it. Oh, that's where I heard it from. Then yes. So let's. So a year from now, let's check it out and let's make at least a weekend down there. Maybe we'll put it around a college football weekend or something. But let's go have a time. It's time. It's time, time to have a time. So anyway, time to put have that a time. on your list, buddy. Hey, man. I've enjoyed our conversation today. It's been a long time coming. I'd like to say thank you to our producer, Andrew Moose, who puts up with my tardiness a lot. Um, And so, you know, we'll try to get back on the routine where we're making it a consistent podcast for our listeners. Moose, thank you very much for your patience and thank you for your production work. I hear from the people that do listen to our podcast that the intro music that you've been doing lately is just right on point. So keep it up. Also to the Mesh family, the network. There's some real cool uh, shows on these days from comedians to home improvement to self-improvement. There's tons of variety. Y'all check out the Mesh, uh, the other podcasts that are on the network. Hank, anybody you want to say thank you to or hello to? Man, you really just nailed the... You nailed it on the head right there. I mean, you know, that's that's kind of it. You know, I, I listen to some podcasts. I know you do, too. And, uh, you know, it'd be much harder to do this with uh, us trying to handle the production sure. side of it. So it's nice to have um, some of the best doing it for us. So I appreciate no it. it. No doubt about it. And this podcast I would like to dedicate, as I said, to our number one fan, our biggest fan, Olivia East, who will turn sweet, sweet 16 on Sunday Olivia, I know you'll listen to this in a day or two. I just want you to know you are one of the most special things that ever happened to me. You continue to be who you are because the sky is the limit. I cannot wait to see what happens to you over these next several years. You can do anything you want to do. I'm very proud of you. So happy birthday to you, baby. I love you very much. Happy birthday, Liv. Thank you very much. And to our listeners, thanks for listening to The Big Fan. I promise Our critics, not our peers, our critics who won't step into the arena but just give us criticism on what we should do for the show, I invite you into the arena. Step on up, big boys. We got lots to bring. And I know that you all have a lot of creativity to bring, too, so let's do it together. Holler at me. Holler at Hank. Come on the arena. We can send you out the link to be on the podcast with us. We'd have a lot of fun. So I challenge you that. And with that being said, Hank, have a great weekend. I will see you soon. And to our listeners, peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.